0: Welcome to the Gatecast, and our journey to the Pegasus Galaxy, and the city of the Ancients, Atlantis.
1: Hello, good evening, and welcome to what some might consider to be a landmark episode, purely because it's divisible by about 5 and 25, Gatecast episode 275. Stargate Atlantis Season 4, Episode 5, Travellers. Mike?
0: Hello, everybody. Yes, a a cracking episode this. Jill Wagner. Yes. Yeah, I like Jill Wagner. I don't mind admitting it. Although I don't watch most of the shows she's in, like that game show that she does, Wipeout. I have to draw the line somewhere.
1: You don't watch Wipeout?
0: Well, you you watch it once, then why would you watch it again?
1: Uh, opportunity to see her falling into war. Isn't it narrated by the? Ha- isn't it co-hosted by the hamster?
0: No, she's on the American Wipeout. Oh, right. She's the American host for the show. Ah,
1: uh, okay. I should have guessed. And if you look at something that, like Wipeout, flip over to Challenge and look at Takeshi's Castle, far more fun.
0: I've seen bits of it.
1: If you remember on the old Clive James program in the eighties, he used to show clips of Endurance. Yeah. And it's narrated by Craig Charles, at least it used <laughs> to be.
0: You're watching on DVD, right?
1: Just looking at subtitles, and one of the options is the English commentary. Well, yes. Intriguing. I wonder how confusing it would be to watch the episode with the audio and the English commentary subtitles.
0: Probably very. <laughs>
1: Did you get that key to time Doctor Who box set? No. It were basically it was six linked stories in Doctor Who all his box set, and three of them had full length audio commentaries in Tom Baker. I liked Jupiter ascending. I don't care what people say. <laughs> It was shit. It was fun. It was it was pretty.
0: <laughs> oh, I lied dogs. Uh, in this context, that's not the thing to say. <laughs> oh, God. It, it looked great. It was oh awful. The,
1: the spaceships were just amazing. Oh,
0: yeah. There's no practicality involved at all. It was just style There's
1: no need to. If it's never going to be an atmosphere, where the hell should it be shaped?
0: Yeah. And if you've got energy shields, then you don't have to worry about anything.
1: I like the fact that they broke the mold because every other spaceship has had its basis in atmospheric craft, but you don't need it to be an atmospheric craft. So it can be, can, it can just be pretty.
0: Can you guess my favorite scene of that film?
1: Um.
0: And you might be able to.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, certainly not the one at the end where she picked up the space gauge for it. Possibly the scene with the wormhole? No. Go on. It's been a while.
0: The Bees. Really? With the dancing.
1: I thought it would be the Pretty Spaceships.
0: No, no. That was Tiffany Aching all over. <laughs> when she was dancing with the bees. That's all I thought. That's Tiffany Aching.
1: Yeah, I, I'm going to get a friend to pick me up a copy of Shepherd's Crown, because Amazon seemed to want £25 for it.
0: Yeah, I think I mentioned it to you, didn't I? When the pre-order price came out, I just went, you've got to be kidding me. And then it dropped considerably. This is Melissa, former co host of the Delta Quadrant, and I have an exciting announcement for you. Coming July 3rd to the Trekmate Family Network and a listening device near you, Continuing Missions, a Star Trek Voyager novel review podcast. Join me, Chris, Caroline, and Sarah. That's right, Melissa. Join us on the first Friday of every month as we discuss one of Voyagers novels. We will be beginning with Jerry Taylor's Mosaic and Pathways before moving on to the Voyager relaunch novels. Are you interested in finding out what happened to our heroes but don't want to commit to reading the books? Or did you read all the books and are dying to discuss them with someone? Either way, our podcast is for you. Our show will feature an in-depth summary and analysis of the novels, allowing everyone to follow along.
2: So mark your calendars and join us on July 3rd for a discussion of Jerry Taylor's mosaic.
1: I have to say the Euro hostel in Helsinki is excellent. I'm going to put a seriously positive TripAdvisor review. The only thing that we're missing was the fact that the room wasn't en suite. But 26 euro, 52 euro for a two bed dorm. So 26 each. Comfortable, good frame bed, which does wonders for my back. And big room. I mean, you could have fit at least another two beds on top of the bed that we were staying in, and there was plenty of space. The room was quite wide. Basically, I've stayed in three-star hotels that went this comfortable, and that cost five times as much. Brief rant. If you're paying in excess of £130 a night to stay in a hotel, don't you think they could actually soundproof the fecking rooms?
0: Uh, You would have thought you'd gone beyond a travel lodge at that price.
1: Yeah. I have stayed in a lot of four-star hotels in the UK, primarily... Because the conventions that I go to book a hotel based on that they have a room capable of holding the entire membership. So if you're going to need a hotel with a room which will encompass, say, anywhere between 900 and 1,000 people at the same time, you really have to go forster. Yeah. I'm happy with the Irish con, it's smaller. It's still like 75 euro a night without breakfast for the room. I'm going back to the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I saw that post on uh, Facebook. Today, you're older than you've ever been. And you're as young as you're ever going to be again.
0: Yeah, cheerful thought. Yeah.
1: And then at the end of it, it says, let that sink in. And then there's a picture of a sink in a doorway. What the hell is it doing here? What does it want this time?
3: Come try
1: Let it spin up and then do that. Right, I'm ready. Okay then. I have a black screen.
0: So am I. Alan is watching... The episode on DVD. Yes. He owns the box set. Thanks to Mike. <laughs> I'm watching an MKV of my DVD as well. I've also got the Blu ray, but the Blu ray is slightly different runtime.
1: I've got 4144.
0: Well, I'd like say we've both got the same version. That's what I said. I'm not watching the Blu ray.
1: I know, but you asked me to check last week and I couldn't. So, so I thought I'd let you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Anticipating your need.
0: Okay then, Alan, give us the countdown and we'll get started.
1: Ever three, ever a doe, ever Licky And space shot. Mm. Yep.
0: Atlantis, uh, this is
2: Shepard. I'm going to approach the gate. Acknowledged.
1: Ah, uh, never ends well. He's got an apple here. What do you get an
0: apple? Well, they've got regular contact with Earth. So they're getting supplies, aren't they?
4: Ever volunteering to run a resupply mission to any of them.
0: Yes, there's a, a method to his madness. Let's hear it.
4: And Dr. McKenzie just happens to be studying a primitive tribe that lives in a tropical paradise and has, how did he put it, little or no social inhibitions.
2: Well, they were very friendly.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sounds like a bit like Riser from Star Trek. What is it? Oh, dear. I think somebody just took a shot at me. This annoyed me. Hasn't this jumper got sensors? A ship has managed to creep up on the jumper and fire on it, and the first thing John knew about is when he went boom.
2: Whatever they're shooting me with just shorted my systems. I can't get weapons online.
1: Oh, dear. Electricity crackling. Explosions continue. Oops.
0: Yeah, that ain't good. No, because...
4: Shepard! Shepard!
2: Randy. McKay! How far
0: is the gate from this planet? Normally they're in orbit. Yeah. Why would you have a gate anywhere else but in orbit?
1: Uh-oh. Ooh.
0: Oh, very Star Wars. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> That's a big ship. <laughs> That's a big, bulky ship.
1: That's like Command Carrier from Escape. And it's gone.
0: Wow, short sweet that one was. Okay then. Travellers, season four, episode five of Stargate Atlantis. Gatecast Episode two hundred and seventy-five. This episode was directed by William Weiring and written by Joseph and Paul Mully. Had its world premiere in America october 26, thousand seven. The Canadians had to wait till october twenty We got it november sixth, Sweden january the twenty fifth, two thousand and eight. Germany February the 23rd 2009, Japan November the 4th and our friends down under, i.e. Brad, November the 19th. Surprisingly or not, only one show with an episode of the same name, The X-Files. Huh. However, there has been a web series called Travellers, there's a Japanese movie, a documentary and a Dutch short film.
1: That was well-timed.
0: I like it when it works out like that. Nice <laughs> ship. A little bit of a,
2: a, a fixture-upper, but I can see the potential.
0: And this was a brand new set that they built. Unfortunately, <laughs> they didn't really got to use it for the first act or so. Huh. It cost them about $200,000 to build. This happened to be one of the most expensive episodes. The commentary, Will Waring and Poor Mully. One thing they remember about it was that it was an expensive episode. I suppose
2: you want to tell me what's going on here.
1: Oh, Oh, that's a cavern. We have a cavern, don't we?
0: Yes, we do. Is that simple enough for you? Don't say it, John.
2: Who are you, where are you from, and where'd you get your ship? See, that's a funny coincidence, because I was going to ask you the same exact questions.
0: Got a point you now. (laughs) Oh, bad guy interrogator.
2: The difference is I'm not the one whose hands are tied behind his back.
0: You know what's going to happen. <laughs> who are you,
4: where are you from,
2: and where did you get your ship?
0: Ooh. It was a Christmas present. Yeah.
1: The Dagger bus system.
4: What happened? I'm not entirely sure. Looks like Shepard's Jumper was attacked before he could reach the space gate. By who? Well, the people on the planet aren't much past Mud Huts and Blow Darts, so I think we can assume they had nothing to do with it.
0: Well, I wouldn't be sure. The Jedi looked quite agricultural and... <laughs> yeah. Never take anything for granted.
4: Shepard didn't seem to think so and what little sensor data we've been able to pick up from the jumper seems to confirm it but the energy signature is all wrong
0: as I said in the commentary they wanted to introduce another race into the galaxy that had high levels of technology they had to juggle a few things around because they pointed out time and time again that the Wraith call any civilization that gets to a certain level
1: I could do this all day oh that's surprisingly buddy it isn't it
0: hello hello is a carrot. Yes.
3: <laughs> Has he said anything? Only his name. Reed Richards.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice.
3: <laughs> we intercepted part of his last radio transmission. I don't
0: catch your name. She's the brains behind this operation. You can call me Laren. Call me Laren. Call me Could have been worse. You may call me mistress. It's that sort of episode.
3: If you guys tell me who you want. we can work out some kind of a deal well don't get my hopes up and then disappoint me tell him what happened to the last man that disappointed me
2: we don't know we never found his body we assumed he blew him out into space
0: well I'm not touching a set up line like that for all the tea in China good
1: bring him yeah I can still see Valor doing this
0: yes look at that you can almost see his charm mode being turned up yeah I've got a chance now Silas is played by Michael Cram, Canadian actor, and Nevik Sean Rogerson, also a Canadian actor. They've both been in Arrow.
1: Yeah, uh, playing generic thug.
0: I didn't bother looking through the... I'm... Ah, it looks appetising. <laughs> Actually, real food.
1: Yeah, I just ate a pound of beef, so...
0: Yeah, sourced from the local Asian stores, so it's a lot of tofu and whatnot.
3: This is our home. This ship. And others like
0: it.
3: We're travelers
2: you live in space all the time
3: we land on planets when we need to for supplies trade the rest of the time we keep moving from the Wraith that may have been how it started but now it's just who we are
2: well no offense uh, Laren
0: why didn't he offer uh, the supplies from his shuttle you know Mm. you might appreciate them they probably nicked it though already it does look rather jerry-rigged inside, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. I think they went overboard on the cable end. Yeah. <laughs> it's like somebody's television and video are five years after it got first installed. You just keep adding cables.
1: It actually looks remarkably at the corner of my room.
0: <laughs> then one day you look behind and think, I could get rid of 90% of them cables and it would still work.
1: No, unfortunately not. I need every cable.
0: My situation being completely at your mercy. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yep. I say John's eyes are wandering. Don't blame him, but... <laughs>
3: For instance, I know that you carry the gene required to operate Lantean technology.
0: His hands are on In a better position than he was mm-hmm. before.
3: Look, Shepard, I know you have your secrets. And if you stay on my good side, I may even let you keep a few of them.
0: Jill Wagner is playing Larin, American actress. She's been in Bones, and Team Wolf and Blade the series. I think it was Blade the series when I first got to know her. Excellent role, great little one season. She's also hosted Total Wipeout, Face Off, and Pumped in America.
1: I tend to avoid Blade, the series, because frankly, the way they hung it just really irritates me.
0: Unfortunately, that's the way of television these days.
3: No, you were going through the gate, and I couldn't let that happen. You see, anyone capable of operating Lantean technology is of particular interest to us. That's why you took a sample of my blood. We're working on a control interface adapter that requires a small amount of necessary genetic material.
0: See, decisive. John probably appreciates that uh, characteristic. <laughs> What's he drinking? Obviously not water. Hmm. John, they recycle everything.
1: Yeah, that's true.
3: There's all kinds of useful things you could do for me.
0: Run to me. <laughs> Hello.
3: <laughs> Understood. Take us out of hyperspace. Of course you're right. The interface isn't fully operational yet. Come with
0: me. If you want to live.
1: Joe Wagner, who played the Bionic Woman in our TV show? Lindsay Wagner. Oh. Okay. Understand my confusion now who am with name. I'm
0: surprised
1: I suppose got it that close.
0: They also made a point of mentioning the fact that they put a lot of matting down on the floors to get rid of that smooth look that all all the caves and whatnot always have in the show. Mm-hmm. This doesn't look good for John. <laughs>
3: Activate the force shield.
0: That's it. Two little toggle switches. Yeah.
3: Shepherd, can you hear me?
0: <laughs> Their control system's leaving like a lot to, to be desired.
3: Offering you a deal. Open the hangar bay doors.
0: <laughs> oh, oh dear. I like this. This is exactly how a force field should work, but good God, if you don't suffer from vertigo beforehand.
1: I do.
3: You're safe as long as the force shield doesn't malfunction and that almost never happens. Why are you doing this? You wanted to know what this is all about? Look beneath you.
0: And this is a great way to show what we're going to see. None of this just looking out the window with a nice little CGI effect. Now we're seeing this Atlantean ship drift into view.
1: Yeah, otherwise I'm just going to drop you onto it.
0: (laughs) I would have thought the jumper would be just as valuable to him though. Bloody hell. Now that scale looks wrong. The Aurora class isn't that big.
1: Are you sure this is an Aurora class?
0: It looks like an Aurora class. Hard to tell if they used the same design and just scaled it up.
2: The engines were damaged as well, but they managed to escape into hyperspace. And they realised that their main drive was giving off deadly radiation.
1: Oh, deadly radiation!
3: They intended to return and effect repairs, but never got the chance. The ship's been drifting in a 200-year elliptical orbit around a nearby dwarf star ever since
2: so it's
0: never been fixed. No. The ship set is a mixture of the old Aurora set and the Atlanta set. I'm going to die
3: radiation anyway. Don't worry, we've set up shield emitters to protect key areas of the ship, and we've all got radiation detectors.
0: You'll have one of them? <laughs> yes, and we've got your lead cod piece. Yep. I don't think I can get one of those too, do you?
1: Just remind anyone of the episode of TNG with the Baryon Sweep,
0: yeah, one man against... Yeah.
2: <laughs> mm. You know, this ship is 10,000 years old. I'm just saying for the record, if it doesn't work, it's not my fault. Just get on with it.
0: It looks pretty good. They did know how to build spaceships. Now it's going to make him look and feel real bad.
2: <laughs> Amazing. I've been trying for two months to activate these systems. I need to calibrate the interface for neural input. Mm.
0: Now, this is a great idea, but... You would have thought you wouldn't be allowed to engage the engines
1: without the inertial dampeners? Yes. Okay, but enough. Fly the damn ship.
0: (laughs) Now, if you were quicker on the uptake.
2: I was just gonna say, you said start by moving the ship forward when you should have said start by initializing the inertial dampeners. Wait!
1: Whoa! (laughs) Oh. Ah, it's remarkably rolling like gun, isn't it? has got a gun just like
2: this. Always wondered where he
1: got it.
0: Well, there's your answer. Ah, oh, there you go. This is where he got it from. These are the people that actually built it.
1: Guess he knows the stun setting.
0: Yeah, whenever we to teaser, they had like shotguns, did not they? Mm. What's going on up
3: there?
0: Sorry, your people aren't available
3: right now. Shepard, what are you doing?
0: <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> you haven't exactly treated him well.
1: And there's a hyperspace window. Oh, dear. <laughs>
3: we had a deal. I was prepared to let you go in exchange for your help.
2: Sorry, I've never been able to trust anyone who kidnaps me and tortures me and threatens to blow me into space.
0: And now she's annoyed. <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> it isn't it, really? We. have got nothing. There's no wreckage, no transponder
4: signal. If he was down there, we would have found him by now.
1: That kind of went across, the headphones.
0: But where are they? On the planet. Mm. You would have thought there'd be some traces that the sensors could pick up.
4: Look, we have no way
0: of tracing him. He could be anywhere in the galaxy by
4: now. I'm sorry, but sometimes there's just nothing we can do.
0: At times, you know, the technology is lacking to allow the plot to uh, evolve. I'm just
1: wondering what they're going to do to blow up this aurora-class
0: ship. <laughs> because
1: they never seem to last much more than an episode or two.
0: No, they don't. Jill did have a problem with a sidearm. It was strapped to her pants. Unfortunately, it's very heavy. Yeah. And as she walked, it's constantly dragging down the side of her pants. A lot of the times, when you see her walking, she's actually holding the gun. Look, I don't want
3: to kill you, but if you don't turn over the controls of this ship, I'll have no choice.
0: I like that. All green screen effect for the bridge. It looks fantastic.
1: Yeah. So, where have he dropped out in front of a bloody race kit?
0: <laughs> oh, well. Never mind. Good try, John. Why
1: would the Ancients have a brig?
0: Especially one that looks totally different to the brig on the last Aurora we saw.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, the last Aurora was virtual.
0: But you'd have thought it'd be an accurate representation, or else they'd know they're in a make-believe ship.
3: You could have killed all of us, including yourself.
2: I once pulled 11 Gs in an F-16 without passing out. I figured I had a shot.
3: Why well, underestimated you.
2: Yeah, I feel the same way. I mean, you got the whole tough-as-nails routine down pat but exposing your own people to killer radiation takes a special kind of lady to do that, doesn't it? Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> That's not what John really wanted to say. He was being polite. It's
2: not good. <laughs> Shut down
0: propulsion navigation system before he turned over the bridge.
3: Of course he did.
0: <laughs> of course he did.
3: Oh, yes. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. Nevik, if you can't do this, we're stranded.
0: Lost in space, even. What about him?
3: He's not going anywhere near that bridge again. He can't be trusted. Listen, if we can't bring the system back online, he'll die out here like the rest of us. That's the problem. Does he look like a man who thinks he's going to die?
0: I think John's not taking this too seriously now. I think... Mm-hmm. Ancients lost the communications in the battle with the Wraith. The system was never repaired.
1: Check it. Neither can you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> not really, no. Be gone, minion, and check the communications. Check everything while you're at it. See, that's why she's the boss.
1: Yeah, because she has more than 10 IQ points to rub together. Mm.
0: dual laptops.
4: Remember how I said sometimes there's nothing we can do? Well, I was right about that. Only it turns out this is not one of those times.
0: Yeah, is Ronan actually really coming for a technical explanation of what's going on?
4: That is the sound of subspace. That's mostly just random noise generated by various forms of radiation. But the ancients, in their infinite wisdom, created a program that could sniff out artificial patterns.
0: I suppose Rona's taking the place of the audience to let McKay do his exposition.
1: Mm-hmm. Ted looking bored.
0: Yeah. This is my role in this episode. I've got a day off.
4: What is it? That's Shepard. Now, I don't know why he didn't just send a regular message, but maybe he was dealing with a damaged transmitter, or maybe he was trying to communicate without being detected, but it's definitely him. How do you know it's him?
1: It's Morse
4: code.
1: SOS.
0: It's an SOS. See? Told you. Yeah. So, you're going to explain that, Rodney.
2: What's happening? No!
0: Oh. <laughs> what was that for? You, what know, you know, know what it's you for, that? John. I didn't do anything. Oh, holy! <laughs> I like this woman.
3: Stop that! I'll stop when you stop lying. You adapted the damaged communications array to send out a signal, didn't you?
0: Mm. Yes, he's not just a pretty face. <laughs> well, it was a lot at that time. Not going to be a pretty face for much longer now. You'd stop
3: that! You're right. Maybe I'll just
0: shoot you. Uh, temper? Temper? Don't you
3: think you're overreacting a little? You were trying to broadcast our location? Guess what? It worked. There's a ship approaching, only I don't think it's the one you were hoping for. It's the Wraith!
1: Uh Uh-oh. This isn't the ship you're looking for.
0: I like the way your hand is wobbling a bit, because that gun is heavy.
1: Uh, Yeah, well, it's probably the same prop that uh, Jason
0: uses. Yeah, probably is.
1: Which means... She's not quite built to the same, whoa.
0: Now, if you would have told John about this 30 seconds beforehand, while she enjoyed beating on him, he might have been able to do something a little quicker.
1: Oh, yes, and no.
0: I hope that hasn't got a hair trigger.
1: <laughs> you think? Now I realize
2: that you and I don't exactly trust each other. But it's not going to make much difference if the Wraith blow the ship up, is it?
0: Not a lot, that's true.
2: You can start by shooting back.
0: Yeah, well, we can't. The weapons systems aren't actually activated yet, and only you can do that.
3: The weapons control platform is down that corridor, headed back to the bridge.
2: shield's up as long as you can.
0: Yeah, it's incredibly trusting at this point, when the wraith are knocking at the door. that's getting that's an annoying sign the power dying piece of cake I feel sorry for these two guys because I've got mm. got the feeling that they won't last very long because this is definitely going to be a Laren John episode
1: yep oh my
0: well they're certainly not panicking well trained soldiers there we go follow the shot in right into the bridge.
1: There goes the bridge.
3: Silas, Nevik, what happened?
1: Do you read me?
0: Fortunate that the ship was automatically locking itself down.
1: Well, on the bright side, they'd probably gotten the lethal radiation dose anyway. Yeah. <laughs> pew, pew, pew.
0: Yeah, I'd have thought there'd been enough damage done that the weapon system would have been off anyway. There we go.
1: Given that it's a battleship, I would imagine the weapon system is considered second only to life support.
3: I didn't give you a communicator.
1: I activated the ship's intercom. What happened?
3: I don't know. The forward section's been sealed off.
2: What about your people?
3: They're not responding.
2: Good news is, my ship's been destroyed.
3: Stay where you are. I'm coming to you.
0: Don't you have access to internal sensors or anything? Right, I'm really gonna stay around and wait for you.
1: Is this the equivalent of a battle bridge?
0: Well, they do have the chair in a secondary location, don't they? Like Atlantis, the chair is at the base of the tower.
3: Shepard, where are you?
2: Auxiliary control
1: room. Oh, okay, there we go. (laughs)
3: Shepard? Sorry about this. What are you doing?
2: for the moment not much
1: yep. i have you now what i'm the hell out of here
3: how bad is it well it's
2: not exactly my area of expertise but if i'm reading this thing right the drive itself is undamaged probably just shorten the control system
3: then we can take care of it through a simple bypass just let me out and i should be able to fix it
2: oh, i don't think so
3: we're a floating target out here shepherd all right
2: take it easy
0: he is activating all the systems, which is yeah. both good and bad. Hey, that means anybody can use them. Kind of losing his bargaining chip. Yeah.
3: Listen to me, Shepard. I've spent my entire life around hyperdrive systems. I know what I'm doing. I never said I didn't believe you.
2: Don't worry. Yeah, there is. My people will be here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I will be careful, Johnny. don't want to make it too angry. He's gambling a lot. That I suppose a reasonable
1: oh that's a lot of jumpers
4: Shepard was broadcasting from somewhere in the vicinity of this system the well, sensors aren't picking up anything let me see if I can expand the range a little
0: is it like all of them? not the greatest EGR we've seen in the show what you press a couple of buttons and all of a sudden the, the range of the sensors is doubled
4: they're still too far out to get any detailed readings but that's gotta be them how long to get there maximum satellite? it's uh, five hours this is Lauren to all jumpers. We're sending you some coordinates. Proceed to target a maximum subway
0: Obviously not that difficult to do. He's probably keeping the actual button sequence to himself to make him look good. That's never a good thing.
2: Lauren, well, what are you
3: doing?
0: See normally they just shoot the control panel. I'm pretty sure that should never work in real life, but it does tend to work quite often on sci-fi shows.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Not good enough.
2: What? My word or my deal? Both. (laughs) You're the one who kidnapped me, remember? Because I need the ship.
0: (sighs) Oh, she's going to be mad with you, Shepard, when she finally gets to you. You did kind of start off on the wrong foot, though. Yeah. You could have tried to make contact. you You could have taken him prisoner, but not beat him, to begin with.
3: Our fleet is old. There was a time when we had the resources to build new ships, but now we don't. When we lose one, it's gone for good. And despite strict population controls, there just isn't enough room for all of us anymore. We've been forced to abandon some of our own people on the ground.
2: Well, they're no worse off than the rest of the people in this galaxy.
0: And I like this. This is very Ronin as well. Also serves a purpose that she using a lot of energy from the uh, power pack of the gun, which plays uh, later in the episode. Yeah?
2: Laren, what are you doing?
0: Be careful of them socks, That's gonna melt your jumpsuit. Welcome to the club, John. She's not gonna to listen to you. Get that through your head.
3: Shepard, you are really starting to annoy me.
0: Just
2: sit tight. It'll be over soon enough.
3: Silas, come in.
0: They're dead. <laughs> Silas, do you re- well, they were on the bridge, and that's got vaporized.
2: <laughs> no, but I can find out.
0: You've got to admit, although John didn't fire the shot, he played a part. How about doing a false sweep of the ship, John? Just in case, you know. Better safe than sorry.
2: Looks like there's no one alive in the forward section.
0: I'm sorry. We've got to assume that the computer's own defence systems and scanners are down. Otherwise, it would be alarm, you know, uh, intruder alert or something.
2: I can track you anywhere in the ship. They can't hide from me.
0: Well, that's rather stalkerish, isn't it, John? <laughs> be ashamed.
2: Claryn, stop. Picking up another life sign directly in front of you.
3: Silas!
0: No!
2: It's impossible. There's no way he got out of that section alive.
0: Uh-oh. Hello. <laughs> Avon calling.
1: Why isn't she shooting?
0: Yeah, it doesn't... This isn't a character being scared and timid. This is... Ow. Oh, how's he going to feed now? I think that's the idea... They're probably trained for that. It's one-on-one in Wraith. Hurt his hand. There's some nice stunt work. Body double, of course.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, dear. You all right?
3: I'm fine. He just caught me off guard.
2: They must have escaped in the darts before their ship was destroyed. We left the hangar bay pressurized. They flew right in. They... There's three more. You can track them with this.
3: Where'd you get that?
2: Auxiliary control room. Gotta know kind of where to look. Come on. Get his weapon.
0: That did it. Ah! 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 I jumped him in the head a couple of times.
2: Tenacious little bastards, aren't they?
0: Two stunt women on this episode. Ali Dunn and Kylie for now. Not sure which one did which.
3: And I don't think this is going to be much good either. <laughs>
1: they were pals now.
0: Hold on! Go on, come this way. Yeah, obviously she <laughs> hasn't
1: watched. <laughs> oh dear.
0: Yeah, they really made a mess here.
1: So if it's empty, why did you bother doing the door Probably because <laughs> Joe practiced it and like, I'm doing
0: this. Yes, he's always wanted to do it. Ever <laughs> since Ronan first and Jason first did it. It would be a very good sidearm all round with its stun and blaster capabilities.
1: You can use it to burn through a door. Oh, is this one the transporting
0: thing? Uh No, it's just an empty closet. Watch it, watch that hand. One of the more obvious clichés, but we'll let it go. And this Wraith, you know, you suddenly think, I recognise him. Obviously, it's a totally new Wraith, but it's played by Scott Heindel. Yes. Who has been in six episodes of Atlantis playing Wraith. The same prosthetic is used time and time again with just a few alterations.
1: No relation to Chris?
0: No, I'm probably butchering his surname. Uh, Not Heyerdahl, Hindal. He's also been in Blade the series, same as Jill Wagner. It's
4: no use. I've done everything I can think of to boost the sensors. It's still too far out. So we have no idea what we're dealing with. Why would they be so far out on the edge of the solar system? I don't think it's a coincidence that this system has a space gate. They were probably headed for it when they dropped out of hyperspace too
0: early. The question is, why is it so far out? What's the point? Aside from making it reasonable for John to get kidnapped.
1: Yeah, Ronan's like, let's go, kill. No. You don't know
3: home by now and I'd be headed back to my people with a ship that could house a thousand men, women and children well if you would ask
2: for my help in the first place instead of attacking me we
1: couldn't risk it risk what? you might have said no it's a direct quote from that binary episode of TNG
0: yeah that worked so much better in that episode than this one though (laughs) because they did binary yes or no there was no grey area Lauren is an intelligent woman she knows how to compromise how to be diplomatic If you could've found out who John was, where he came from, you could have approached him.
2: We got a problem. Between us and the control room.
3: We should be able to find a way around. There's enough time we can't risk them finding it first. What does it matter? It's not like they can fly the ship.
0: Oops. (laughs) Shepard. Yep.
3: You did shut down the controls, right? Shepherd. If well, there wasn't enough time If they find that control room before we do They'll not only be able to fly this ship But they're going to be able to track us using the internal sensors Believe me,
2: I know And by the way, I was busy saving
3: your life at the time The only reason my life was in danger in the first place Is because you decided to broadcast our position to half the galaxy
0: John, you are not making a great impression want to
3: argue about this We want to do something about
0: it? Yes, who's a clever boy then?
3: What
2: are the options? We're cut off from the control room and we have no weapons. That's
3: not true. We have the chair.
2: I don't think drones are going to do any good with a
3: bunch of wraith in the middle of the ship.
0: Slight problem.
3: What if they weren't in the middle?
0: Interesting. Get serious.
3: You got a better idea?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you got a slight point there.
1: We die horribly now. Are we late and die horribly
0: there? Yes, while we're waiting. Wait
3: for my signal.
2: Sure, you want to go through with this? If you don't make it, you feel responsible. and Well, I really don't need the guilt.
3: We'll be fine as long as you don't shoot too early. i sure that's not the first time you've heard that from a woman.
0: Ah! <laughs> the network actually wanted to cut that line, yeah. and they said just just let it play out. And then the network itself used it in season promo. Yeah. John, you are being tactfully outthought at this age.
1: Yeah.
0: They were careful to make Laren not too sexy, not too vampish.
1: Mm-hmm. Not too valor.
0: Maybe, yeah. You know, a costume is very flattering, but it's not tartish.
2: Sure,
0: Although it does sound like she's wearing heels. Now, this is clever. This is very clever. Making a mess of the ship though, but there we go. Bye bye, lads.
1: Yeah, what about the other one?
0: Well, wait for it. <laughs> Here he is. Another one. Mmm, <laughs> tasty.
2: Laren, come in.
1: Laren!
0: He's in there, Australia? Yeah, he's got access to the sensors, surely. Well, leave something of a lad.
1: Um, um, um. Oh, dear.
0: He used another actress for Old Larin. Couldn't find the name. Literally, is it. The rest of your life, you will answer my questions. How many more of your people are on this ship? I
4: do not have to kill you, nor do I have to leave you like this. It would be better if you cooperated. This is your last chance. Tell me. How many more of you are on board?
0: I'm going to kill you anyway. It's probably fortunate that when they drain the life out of you, everything still works. Mm. You know, you think maybe you should lose a voice or something.
2: I see that you've just fed. Which means that your regeneration powers are at the highest. But I seriously doubt you can grow a new head.
4: (laughs) What do you want?
2: First, you're going to hand me the stunner. Slowly.
0: Okay, a bit of a standoff now. Yeah. Shall we give it a go? I suppose the guy mm-hmm. really hasn't got much of an option. He's got to wait until the opportunity presents itself.
2: Get back what you took. Then you're going to leave. Leave. We came in a dart, right?
4: The bay was unguarded. We landed our darts and entered unchallenged. Well,
2: then you're going to leave the same way you came.
0: You see, so it wasn't breaking and entering. You left the door open. Mm-hmm. Do you think John actually means it? Yeah. There's nothing to stop you from going back on your word and killing me anyway.
2: It's true. I'd say there's a 50-50 chance I'll do it out of pure spite. But if you don't, I will kill you.
0: I mean, he's had his post encounter with Todd, who proved himself to be... Reasonably
1: open to negotiation?
0: Mm, yes. Surprising the Wraith didn't ask, how do you know I can give the life back? It seems to be a bit of a secret.
1: I wonder how much they can actually give.
0: You thought there'd be some overhead.
1: Well, it's not even that. I thought if they give back too much, do they get younger? <laughs> can you turn them into a teenager?
2: Get up. Turn around.
0: Now, this was a question. The guy's going back to the bay where his dart is, which has onboard weaponry. Mm-hmm. It could, in a fit of heat, blow the ship up. Yeah, right?
3: I don't, I don't know. That was so strange. To have your whole life fading away and then to suddenly have it back
0: again. Neither of them are worried about the wraith at all.
1: Nope. Yeah, reminds me of Jurassic World.
0: Happened to me once, too. Awesome story.
1: Think you can get up? Yeah. Why well, is he picking her up?
0: Yeah. Now, normally, this is where the Fenfer Tower would lift the mm-hmm. keys and the gun and everything else off the hero.
1: You saved my life.
0: Again. I wouldn't trust her if I were you, John.
1: No, nope. but she's not Vala. But Vala's the only model we've got for this hot sort of
0: person. Although, <laughs> I could quite understand John falling for this. <laughs> but, in the
3: interest of interstellar relations... I think we should at least just
0: try to get along. They were a bit worried that it was kind of pandering to the Captain Kirk mold.
2: Mm.
0: As they pointed out in the commentary, John didn't get that much alien... Oh, dear. Does that have a gun in your pocket? No, it's a real gun.
2: <laughs> You've got to be kidding me.
3: Sorry.
0: Ooh. Right? old woman. Yeah. old. <laughs> she could have shot you somewhere else, though, of course. Indeed. Same effect, but more insulting. The commentary for this was recorded a year after they produced the episode. They mentioned that Jill was coming back for a second episode and... Why isn't he unconscious? He recovers quickly from the stunning. They were hoping to get her back for a third episode, but as we find out, she only appears in two.
3: Laren. Sorry about this, Shepard. And I really am grateful you saved my life. Well, you've got a funny way of showing it. Don't play hurt with me. It's easy to be generous when you think you have the upper hand.
2: What are you talking
3: about? We both know the only reason you didn't stun me and lock me up the first opportunity you got was because you thought your ships were going to get here first. You were wrong about that, by the way.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, your time's up, John. Oh, my... See, now they look more. Yeah. Laren, good to see you again.
3: Believe me, I feel the same way. How did you find us?
0: Yes, yeah, so he put two and two together. If you were going to jump into our space, you'd have mentioned the fact.
3: You knew he took the ship?
2: It seemed fairly obvious. We guessed his priority would be to contact his people,
4: so we sent probes to all the space gates in the vicinity of our previous position. Eventually, we detected your energy signature.
3: Well done. Now I want you to send over a couple of technicians to help me get the hyperdrive back online. Oh, and a security team as
0: well. Right away. It's interesting, she goes beyond being a ship commander. Mm. I mean, she's giving orders to this guy who's obviously in charge of at least one of those ships. Mm -hmm. Very high ranking in the Traveller Society. Oh, come on. Still won't work, John, no matter how many times you wave your hand in front of it. Wow, that guy on the other side is really taking the stance, isn't he? (laughs)
4: <laughs> Close enough to do a full sensor sweep. Looks like we got four ships.
0: Here comes a cavalry.
1: Bing, bing. Yep.
0: Don't those sensors pick up a human life form? Ain't he got uh, some sort of ID embedded in him or anything? Uh,
1: I I've had this up to this yeah. the Maybe the broadcast range of that is really low.
0: Could be. Maybe it's something only the Asgard transporters picked up.
3: Perhaps we should attempt to communicate before we attack. We know nothing about these people.
0: That's true, but... Hmm. Whatever you do, lad, do it quickly, please. <laughs> time is of the essence.
4: He's right. They could target us. Or, or for that matter, they could just jump back into hyperspace, we'd be right back at square one. We didn't come all this way for nothing, right?
0: Too right. Yay, Ronan. Alright, all right. well, I'll see if I can figure out a way to disable them. Well, put it this way. she hasn't hit him this time. Yep. So things are looking up.
3: I thought you'd be glad to know the hyperdrive repairs are almost complete.
2: Well, congratulations. You got what you want.
0: They pointed out that the Travellers may be short of many things, but Mm -hmm. lip gloss and hair products are not one of them.
1: I don't see Sam Carter super homeless.
0: (laughs) Currently only licensed for the Milky Way.
2: You said you can reverse engineer the systems that were already initialized.
3: Well, yes, we can eventually. But it would go a lot faster if I keep you on board. You
2: are a piece of work,
3: you know that? Look, I know you don't agree with my tactics, but I wasn't lying about why I need this ship. I'm doing this for my people.
1: Hey... (laughs)
2: look I know you think you're helping your people but you're wrong
0: now this is good for both of them John's seen the problem with their society and Laren's willing to listen which they could have done right from the start Mm -hmm. she'd have been a bit more reasonable and willing to take a chance it
2: will buy you a little more time but ultimately it's not going to change anything your people are headed for a slow death
3: what other choice do we have
2: in case you haven't heard you will soon enough, but the wraith are under attack. From who?
0: Who are the Wraith under attack from? The re- uh, the Sorens, replicators. Hmm.
2: They're going to be vulnerable. You people have hyperdrives and advanced weapons and God knows what else.
0: If you remember in Lifeline, have you watched that recently?
1: Oh, more than once.
0: Let them out then.
3: <laughs> are you suggesting an alliance? Well,
0: I'm not asking you
1: to dinner, but
2: yeah, something like that.
3: After all, I put you through.
2: Well, like you said, you did it for your people.
0: We're all selfless.
3: I may have misjudged you after all.
0: <laughs> yeah, baby. All right, Doc, we're in weapons range. What do you got for me?
4: We can target the Lantean ship's engines.
2: What about the others?
4: Oh, look, I've been going over the sensor data, but there's still too many unknowns. I mean, if we hit them in the wrong spot, we could blow them out of the sky, or the or the, the drones could just bounce harmlessly off the shields. There's no way to know. All
0: right, well, As rescues go, go this is not we're good. Really no. Nope. Again, sensors. You've got very advanced sensors. And there they go. They're gone. You've blown it. Bye. This is not going to look good on the report. Mm. While we were talking, they went. (laughs) Ronan. (laughs) I'm getting a contact.
4: It's a jumper. One life sign. Colonel Shepard, this is Major Lorne.
2: Is that you? That's affirmative, Major. It's Good to hear from you. Likewise, sir. It like we came pretty close to losing you there. You don't know the half of it.
0: Yeah, so we get a nice little delay that mm-hmm. gets the audience all worried. It's almost as if the jumper computer wanted to add a bit of suspense.
1: Well, maybe it will board. South footage, South footage, South footage.
0: They're allowed. They spent a lot of money on this episode. Mostly on the traveller ship set.
3: Well, it's difficult to imagine spending one's entire life on board a ship. That feels me. I'd go crazy.
0: <laughs> Rodney eating his steak. Big lump of meat on his knife.
4: Well, you did offer them an alliance, and it has to be worth something.
2: Or they figured out you'd be more trouble than you're worth.
0: <laughs> and Rodney's not eating. What's up with him?
4: Now there's something you're not telling us.
0: Mm. It could be.
4: She was hot, wasn't she? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh,
2: I knew it, that is so typical. She had me beat, Rodney.
0: <laughs> Rodney's gonna feel yeah. left out.
4: We were hanging out in a spa together. Whatever, all I know is that every time I get taken captive, it's the Wraith. Just once, I would like to be taken prisoner by the sexy alien.
0: <laughs> yeah, repeatedly.
2: Well, you may still get a chance. Yeah, what do you mean? She's still out there.
0: <laughs> Only Rodney could make it about him.
1: Yeah, maybe Rodney's actually finished most of the food.
0: Yeah, you're probably right.
1: Rodney just inhaled it.
0: Point out, there's a sexy alien sitting right across from Rodney. <laughs> if I'd I'd probably take a slight offence.
1: Taylor strikes me as rather chilled and zen.
0: Yeah. All right, that was Travellers. Quite a fun episode, really.
1: Very much a John episode. Oh,
0: yeah, definitely. As I said, they introduced the uh, Travellers, hyperspace-capable, very advanced weaponry, definitely ships that could take on Wraith cruisers. I'm not quite sure whether they could take on a Hive ship. Uh, Very few things can. As you said, the Atlanteans had another Aurora-class ship for about five minutes, (laughs) <laughs> before the travelers got it back and scarpered with it. Well, at least it didn't blow up. It didn't blow up. That's quite right. We may see it again. We may not. We will see Larin again. Yeah. Hopefully, it won't be too long. <laughs> we'll find out in a bit. Oh, by the way, yes, Team Wolf returns next week, or when you're hearing this, Team Wolf will have returned a couple of weeks ago.
1: Ah, oh, finally, because uh, most shows just shut down for the summer.
0: Well, that's one of the summer shows, isn't it? Unfortunately, because they only make about 10 episodes a year, it seems forever since we last like, saw an episode.
1: I have a fairly clear memory at the end, and I haven't started watching Defiance yet. And I'm still yeah. catching up on season three of Orphan Black.
0: I haven't watched season three yet.
1: It's on any Netflix except the UK and America. So I'm actually currently watching the Netflix of the country that I'm in.
0: Right. Nice when it works out like that. Okay, a little bit of trivia. Will Wearing, who directed this episode. He's directed 13 episodes of SG-1, 16 of Atlantis, and 9 of Universe, as well as directing 6 episodes of Continuum, another show which returns soon, a couple of episodes of Strange Empire, and a single episode of Painkiller Jane. Paul Mowley, who wrote this episode, I believe he's a writing partner with Joseph Melosi, I think it was Paul Mowley who did the share though. He's wrote 38 episodes of SG-1, 15 of Atlantis, and 12 of Universe, as well as three episodes of Transporter, the series, four episodes of Dark Matter, which uh, I'm enjoying, and the screenplay for Delete.
1: Hmm.
0: You watched any of Dark Matter yet? First one. Ah, right.
1: Like I said, I had a rather busy weekend.
0: Tory Higginson appears in the second episode.
1: I see. Until I read somewhere else that I didn't recognise Lauren from Losco. You didn't? I knew I knew her, but I didn't... I wasn't really paying that close attention to her.
0: OK, then, folks, that was Travellers. Next week, we will be looking at Tabula Rosa.
1: Trust me, Tabula Rasa.
0: And what does that mean? Is it Latin?
1: It's basically so that the closest equivalent would be empty slate. To use the French, it would be like carte blanche.
0: Ah, right, OK.
1: That kind of thing.
0: Oh, it's that episode.
1: You're trying to encourage me to watch it now, aren't you?
0: Where everybody loses the memory and Rodney's got a a tablet with some recordings on.
1: Yeah, that's a trope, isn't it?
0: On the next Stargate Atlantis...
1: Who are all you people?
4: We don't know. A deadly form of amnesia infects Atlantis.
3: The longer they go without treatment, the worse it gets.
4: Turning friend against friend.
3: Who the hell are you?
4: Now they must find a cure. This is medicine. We need to deliver it. Ah! Before everyone perishes. We all go. There's no coming back. On the next Stargate
0: Atlantis. Jack, Daniel, are you you? Yeah, you. What? I like the yellow ones. Never mind. Just a few Stargate-related birthdays this week, beginning on July the 12th with Mel Harris, who played Oma Desola on three episodes of Stargate SG-1. She's better known for her roles on 30 Something and Something So Right. More recently, she guest starred on a couple of episodes of Law & Order Special Victims Unit. On July the 13th, it's the birthday of Neil Dennis. He played Ryak on six episodes of Stargate SG-1, and has worked on The Dead Zone and X-Men Evolution. The 15th of July sees Galen Georg celebrating her birth. She played the former world host Kendra in the SG-1 episode Thor's Hammer. And finally, on the 16th of July, a happy birthday to Michelle Morgan. She played Elizabeth Weir on the Atlantis episode Ghost in the Machine and Fran in the later episode Be All My Sins Remembered. Michelle is currently starring in the Canadian drama Heartland. A little bit of news. Corin Nemec and Ty Olson will be in New Zealand next weekend, July the 17th through 19th, attending the Armageddon Expo in Wellington. And on the 16th of July, the latest novel from Vandemonium, Third Path, is released as an ebook. The novel is part of the Stargate Atlantis Legacy series, and I assume, as usual, a paperback will be released shortly. As always, we would love to hear your thoughts on any Stargate episode, and our own views on them. So please don't be shy, let us know what you think. You can join or follow us over on Facebook and Google+, and we're also on Twitter, at TheGateCast, which is just the one word. You can also get in touch with us via the contact form on our own website, which is gatecast.co.uk, Or via an email using gatecastpodcast at gmail.com. Our feed is also on iTunes and Stitcher Internet Radio, and you'll find all the links on our website, which includes the independent RSS feed, which carries every episode we have released so far. That can be copied and manually added to a podcatcher. Right then, let's wrap the show up. Right, that was Travellers. Next week, as Alan says, Tabula Rata. I might just use your pronunciation in every time I say that, sounds so much better. I hope you join us for that.
1: Ah, oh, start I spilled blueberries all over the inside of the
0: bag. Oh, what a pity. Okay then, folks, thank you for joining us for this episode. Hope you join us next week. Till then, I've been Mike. I've been Alan. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Gatecast, hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever.